0: You're listening to The Riff, a podcast where Matt Black sits down between sessions to chat industry happenings and creative musings. On this episode, Chelsea chats through a few guidelines to successfully working with a creative team. So today I want to have a little riff conversation around how to best prepare to work with a creative team. And so this could apply to you hiring a freelancer. This could apply to you hiring an agency or even really onboarding internal creative people so that you know you're getting the most from them, but also so that you know you're basically giving them the guidance and direction that is going to get the kind of output you want. As a creative agency, we work with a lot of different types of people, types of brands, different kinds of visions. Um, and I always kind of joke that, you know, half our job is almost, um, you know, in psychology, it's understanding how to read people and extract what it is that they're really looking for from the relationship um, and, and taking the, the most that you can out of those situations to ensure the best work. So... That's kind of something that that I wanted to chat about. And it kind of spawned from um, a book that recently came out by an author named Bonnie Siegler. Um, The book is called Dear Client. This book will teach you how to get what you want from creative people, which is just hilarious, but also super, super relevant. Um, And a couple like top line points from what she talks about, which is kind of broad and in full transparency. I haven't read the book. I've read uh, like kind of excerpts from it. But um, one of the main things is white space is your friend. Um, And for those who don't know, white space is essentially meant to be something that isn't highly um used by other brands or maybe it's you know a very unique positioning element of your brand or maybe that it's you're using a font that like nobody uses that font uh things like that so white space is your friend um another point was to be open to things you didn't imagine i think that this applies whether you're in a client relationship or not, Um, but being open to, you know, people's perception and ideas, even if it's not what you're expecting, I think is amazing. Um, Another great point, which is hilarious, but nothing takes a second. I think we can all attest to, especially if we've kind of, you know, even internally gone to people where you're like, it's just going to take a second, but do you think that you could do, 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 like it never takes a second. Um, Another great pointer was tell me the problem, not the solution, which I think is really interesting because the idea sometimes of a you know client um, relationship is this idea that you know you collaborate together into finding what the solution to the problem is. And if you're coming to your team and you're just saying like, no, here's what I want to get from it, just do this, you're actually almost like blocking a huge part of the process that's so important. So more so, it's great to say, here's our problem. This is what we know is in front of us, and this is what we need to try to accomplish. And you're going to get so much more out of the whole creative process. Um, another Great point is decide who will decide. That's really important from a client's side. If you are coming to work with an agency or a creative team or whatever, know who internally on your camp is going to um, be the one to be the decision maker. Because once you get too many people's voices in it and, and too much kind of um, feedback rolling around that goes to your creative team or to your freelancer, it gets really muddy. Um, and another point that she made was having clarity of purpose, which I think is something that uh, sometimes you have to really dig deep, and is something I'm going to talk about too in terms of you know the importance of identifying your values, but really thinking about the purpose of the creative work that you're doing before you go into a project or before you onboard creatives to support you is uh, really critical. Um, So those things in mind, I think that, you know, she's got some great kind of elements there that are are really relevant. But um, when we kind of are looking at, you know, and again, this is us coming from an agency perspective because that's what we do. But when we're coming into a new branding project or a brand development project, we certainly have kind of a flow of things that, you know, kind of need to happen in order to really land a solid direction that you can move into design and packaging and color and all that stuff. Um, and I think it's it's kind of interesting because even earlier on in my career, um, getting you know, more deeply involved in brand development and, and positioning and things like that, I always kind of thought like, oh, well, you know, we're supposed to be the expert. We're supposed to know what's right for the brand. And so, you know, we should be able to take small cues from like the little things that they say and be able to turn that into something. But in fact, what I've learned over the years, is that the most important thing is to like literally extract so much information or work through getting a ton of information and guidance from a client early on so that your creative output and your design is super, super landed. And there are so many kind of answers to the why in the decisions that you make along the creative journey. Um, So some things that I'm going to kind of talk about are relatively obvious, um, but... But nevertheless, they're a critical part of creating success with a creative team. So first and foremost, you best make Pinterest your friend, even if you don't use it, if you're not using it for social media, if you have some other format of mood boarding, great. Uh, But you really, really, really need to have a mood board and it it doesn't need to be completely defined. Your creative team will help define that for you, but you really need to have a sense of your vision or what you're drawn to, or you know, even if you don't really know, but you're just pulling together all these images and you're like, I don't know. I'm just, like, drawn to this and this and this, and I, nothing really makes sense, your creative team will know how to make sense of it. They'll be able to see through at, you know, certain trends in color palettes or typography types or um, even just, like, you know, you're drawn to iconography or whatever it might be. So get a mood board ready. It's so important. Even from a photography standpoint, it, it says so much. Um Another important thing is to really think about either the brands or the people or the things that you really love. And really identify what it is that you love about them. Try to like describe it and just write it down on a piece of paper. I love this brand because they do blah, 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 blah. Or I love these photos that this brand does. Or I don't know. I just kind of love their logo. Things like that. Again, it doesn't need to be fully thought out. It just needs to be considered, um, really. And, and like I said, think about logos. Think about their websites. Think about you know, certain types of typography. Even if you don't really understand typography and it's not everyone's job to Um, Even if you just think about, I don't know, I just like this. I saw it and I like it. That's great. That's all a creative team needs to know. Um, The next piece, of course, is colors. Um, You don't need to know Pantones. You don't need to know hex codes. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Your creative team will. But again, this could be something that gets extracted from your mood board, but really think about colors that you love. Um, they might not all make their way into your brand, um, or your project or your creative asset, but it is good to know what the team is going to be working with. Um, and in addition to those things of knowing all the things that you love, know what you hate. And I can tell you, We see so much success even when we work with brands that are like, I don't really know that I know exactly what I love, but I can tell you what I hate. And you're like, great, tell me all of that. And, you know, you basically never forget. (laughs) So knowing what you hate is almost just as good as knowing what you love. Um, And, again, it doesn't all have to be super cohesive. It doesn't have to make perfect sense. It doesn't need to be curated into a beautiful mood board. It just needs to be thought about. Um, And then we kind of go into some of the more... um, I, I call it somewhat emotional sides of you know kind of a branding process or a creative process uh, which is really defining a set of values and these values do not have to pertain to creative whatsoever but they will actually really drive creative so if there is a kind of core value within your brand ecosystem of um, I'm going to use the most boilerplate word there is but authentic authenticity is a value that we have um, that is actually something that a creative team will think deeply about in terms of how do you capture through photo authentic moments that are, you know, authentic to the brand, but also kind of authentic to the space that, you know, you exist in and, and the kind of Instagram world that you'll live in and things like that. So not the best example, but as an idea, values are so critical across the whole brand journey and equally as important in creative. Um, Another piece of values, which is kind of an even deeper dig, is really understanding what either you currently do or aspirationally want to do that you're going to be excellent at. So, like, what is, like, your thing, you know? And it could be that you make the most incredible cashmere sweater. It is better than anything else on the market. And this is why, because we do X, Y, Z. Like, just know what you're going to be excellent at. Because that, as well, becomes a major linchpin in the creative process of how you choose to celebrate certain things through words and how you choose to celebrate things through photography and all of those other kind of come-to-life moments in creative. Um, another thing... I think that's an important uh, kind of process, which you know is hard sometimes when you're, let's say, you're first starting out, and this is an, a new project or a new brand that you're launching, but whenever you can, think about the bigger vision, like really understand what your mission is and what you're trying to achieve. Even if it's just talking about, let's say you're starting a candle line, Um, but you know that eventually you're going to expand that into incense, or maybe you're going to go even further into like room sprays and fragrances. Even just... Telling your creative team that that's in your mind and it could be a part of your brand journey will guide some of the creative that you consider. And this really ties back to packaging, probably more so than anything. But if you design your packaging for a candle collection, we want to be thoughtful as to how that collection or future collections, I should say, will kind of marry in well with that packaging. Or maybe it's a choice of color palettes. When you're exploring certain things, you're like, ooh, well, maybe we'll hold that color palette for down the line when we do incense, and we'll kind of focus on this one for candles. So again, it's not something that needs to be totally identified, um, but it is something that should be considered, and a creative team will be considerate of that, because the last thing you want to do is you know, a year down the line or two years down the line, have to revisit your design, because it's not accommodating to a broader range of products or even services. Um, And the last part that I'll really stress, which, you know, I think that most people have in mind, but I have found it's kind of not always the case, is is doing your homework on the creative team that you choose to work with. So you know, even if this applies to hiring creatives internally at your own company, um, or it's that you're looking for someone to design a logo, or you're looking to work with an agency to do a bunch of work for you, really soak in their work and know that the work that they're putting in front of you, nine times out of 10, is the kind of work that they want to be doing we all know that people don't always put the case studies on their site for the work that they're not like as hyped on. What you put on your site or the work that you showcase is the work that you're really stoked on and is trying to attract additional work like that. So being really mindful and trying to understand what cues can I take about this person? Like what can I, what sense or feeling do I have around the projects that they've done that I feel corresponds really well with what I'm looking for? Um, And again, seems kind of obvious, but is really important in ensuring that you've done your homework and you know that this is a team that you want to work with. Similar situation for us, you know, we have companies that come to us that are like, no, we know your work so well. We just know that we want to work with you. And then there's some that don't do their homework and they kind of jump in too quickly. And there's a huge difference between the success of those two relationships. So... That's kind of it in a nutshell. I mean, obviously, there's so many different ways to think about how you work with creatives in various environments, but ultimately, it's all about planning, being thoughtful, coming to teams with a sense of uh, commitment and understanding of what you're looking for, um, but also coming in with an open mind and also a lot of consideration from both sides of the camp as to how important this work is and the time that it might take to achieve it. So that's all I have for you today.